Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. When you look at your to-do list for the day and think about where to begin, what tasks seem the most attractive to you? Do you like to start with the easy tasks and build up some momentum before taking on the more difficult tasks? Or do you prefer to get the biggest, most dreaded task out of the way first, so it's all downhill from there? There's an old saying that if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if your job is to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. Productivity gurus often reference this saying, suggesting that eating the frog first helps to not only increase productivity, but also to build confidence. And when it comes to productivity, one probably could make a strong case for frog first, though I think there's also something to be said for minimizing friction by starting with the easiest task. But what about confidence? If the primary goal is to build confidence and a sense of self-efficacy, or how confident you are in your ability to achieve a goal, is it better to go through your tasks from easy to difficult? or difficult to easy. A pair of UC Berkeley researchers recruited 200 participants to complete some word puzzles. Specifically, they were presented with three rounds of six analogies, an easy set where most people get all or nearly all correct, a medium set where most folks get about half correct, and a difficult set where most people are hard-pressed to get more than one correct. If you can remember taking the SATs way back when, this will be familiar, but it looked something like this. Orange is to fruit as blank is to vegetable, where the choices would be A, apple, B, rabbit, C, carrot, and D, house. The correct answer, of course, being carrot. So then the participants were presented with a series of questions that asked them to predict how confident they would feel after completing the word puzzles in a particular order. Like, if you were assigned to see the practice rounds from easy to medium to hard, how confident do you think you would feel about answering analogies correctly after completing all three rounds? Or, if you were assigned to see the practice rounds from hard to medium to easy, how much would you trust your ability to answer analogies correctly after completing all three rounds? The participants are also asked what order they would prefer to complete the analogies in if their goal was to maximize confidence, as in, quote, your goal is to feel the most confident 
and the most skillful after completing all three rounds of these analogies. To achieve this goal, in which order would you prefer to see the practice rounds? Easy, then medium, then hard? Or hard, then medium, then easy? Most participants predicted that their sense of self-efficacy would be greater if they completed the analogies from easy to difficult. So it's not surprising that most, 60%, said that this is the order they would prefer to do the puzzles in. But were they right? Would completing analogies from easy to difficult lead to greater confidence and efficacy than doing them from difficult to easy? The researchers recruited a new set of 363 participants who were randomly assigned to one of three groups, an easy to difficult group, a difficult to easy group, and a control group. The easy to difficult group completed the easy analogies first, then medium, then hard. The difficult to easy group, on the other hand, did the hard analogies first, then medium, then easy. The control group's analogies were all mixed up. Each round had two analogies of each difficulty level presented in random order. Before testing began, and again after each round, the participants were asked to answer questions related to their sense of efficacy. Questions like, how skilled do you think you are at these analogy tasks? Or, how confident do you feel about these analogy tasks? Or, how much do you trust your ability to answer these analogy tasks correctly? Where one equals not at all, and 10 equals very much so, or very skilled, or confident. So, did the order of tasks make any difference? In terms of performance, there was no difference between the groups, as in whether participants started with the easy analogies or difficult analogies, their scores were all about the same. Interestingly, even though there was no real difference in performance between the groups, it was a different story when it came to confidence. The group that started with the difficult analogies and ended with the easy analogies reported feeling significantly more confident and efficacious by the end of their practice than the group that started with the easy analogies and ended with the most challenging ones. The control group's efficacy ratings were right between the two. So what are we to take away from all of this? Well, the study suggests that our natural preferences and assumptions about what builds confidence may need some adjusting that while we may prefer to start with our easiest tasks and gradually work our way toward the more difficult ones, it may be more confidence-enhancing, actually, to start with our biggest challenges and end with the lowest-hanging fruit. But why would this be? Research in tennis, basketball, and rowing have found that a string of successes and tiny wins leads to a greater feeling of positive momentum and self-efficacy than wins that are more evenly spaced out or multiple losses in a row. So it may be that our most recent successes and how we end has a greater impact on our confidence and sense of effectiveness than how we begin. That said, you're not going to build much confidence if you procrastinate so much that by the time you get around to practicing, it's late in the day and you're too tired to be effective at much of anything. So while building confidence and self-efficacy is nice and all, if getting started is the primary challenge you're facing, Beginning the day with your easiest task might be the best way to reduce friction. And then, once you've built up a little bit of momentum, maybe this is the point at which it makes sense to take on the gnarliest, most difficult challenge on your to-do list. After which you can proceed in order of descending difficulty, ending with the easy tasks that make you feel pretty awesome about yourself and totally deserving of some guacamole to go with your overstuffed chipotle burrito. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. And if you found the episode helpful, 
Please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week.